Welcome to the Trailblazers podcast. I'm Nicole, your host, and I help you make money as a brand new coach. In less than one year, I became a full-time coach with no certifications, sales experience, or a massive following on social media. Now, I help coaches like you do the same. I teach you how to build the coaching business of your dream while making lots of money, even as a brand new coach. In my program, Coaches Accelerated, I teach coaches from all niches how to sell and market their coaching organically and simply with my proven three-part process. If you're feeling lost, unsure, or overwhelmed, and you've tried everything you can possibly think of to get your business off the ground and clients still aren't coming, listen on to learn how to make money as a coach today. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to talk about follow-up calls and we're going to talk about the value of a follow-up call and what it actually is because so many of you guys are offering follow-up calls or doing these follow-up calls with your clients, I mean with the people on your consults and it's coming from a place of insufficiency, fear and almost like you are uncomfortable or unwilling to hear no and it's affecting your selling. A lot of coaches in the business space will teach you how to do a two-part consultation call where you do a, um, I guess, a clarity or a consultation and then, or what they call it is a um, opener call or a setter call And then they teach you how to do a closer call or a sales call, which is essentially some of you guys call that a follow-up call. And that's where you actually sell. That's where you talk about price. Um, And there's nothing wrong with this at all. I have nothing against it. I even talk about it in the episode recently, the purpose of a consult. And there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's like, understanding that when offering a follow-up call you've got to come from the right intention and so today in this episode we're also going to talk about when not to offer a follow-up call and the thoughts you're having that are maybe motivating a um, offering a follow-up call from the wrong place or a place that doesn't serve your prospect at the highest level right so we're going to talk a lot about that But firstly, let's talk about the value of a follow-up. What is it? In my simple definition, a follow-up call is an opportunity for you and your client to come to a decision. It's an opportunity for them to make a clear, empowered decision that best serves them. Now, A follow-up call usually happens and you want it to happen within a short period of time. So I always say within 24 to 48 hours and with clearly communicated expectations for what to do in between the initial call and the follow-up, like what to be thinking about, what to be evaluating, and you instruct your prospect on what to think about. And you give them things to do or you give them something to come back with. And there's also a clearly communicated instruction for when the call will be and you've detailed that, you've booked it, and you've set that time. 
that accountability is what makes it valuable right that's what makes a follow-up call valuable it's the fact that they're accountable to making a decision now if you're offering a follow-up call but you're not clearly communicating that on the next call we're getting you to either yes or no the purpose is to decide if this is the step for you you might need a little bit longer to maybe look at your finances or to talk to your cfo or or think about it pray about it talk to your partner whatever it is that they want to follow up call for the the value of the follow-up is not that they get more time or that they get to talk to these people these are the things that they do in between but the value is that they are accountable to making a decision. I teach inside my program, Coaches Accelerated, that the way you do a successful consult is that you get your clients to make a decision of either yes or no. If they walk away uncertain, unsure, and undecided, you have not served them. Decisions are the most powerful things we could ever do. That's all we ever have in any given moment is the power to choose. And so if you allow your client to walk away not decided even if it's a no you're letting them continue to be in the cycle of stuckness and not knowing and not feeling empowered all right so you also never want to just resort to a follow-up call just because you're afraid of selling a lot of people offer follow-up calls again that two-part selling consultation process not because it's in service of the client but it's because in it's in service of your fears and you're afraid of selling and you don't want to hear them say no and your thoughts are that they need if they have more time or if I don't sell to them right now then they'll buy or they'll be more likely to buy but just because they have more time doesn't mean they're going to be more likely to buy and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later all right so here's when you want to be doing a follow-up you only have offer a follow-up if they genuinely need that time and can't come up with a yes or no right now. But you do this after you have done the work to get them clear and to coach through where they're getting stuck or what's limiting them from saying yes. Because the truth is people have come on your consult for a reason. Even if they decided in advance that they weren't going to buy, they still showed up to the consultation. And what you want to get clear of is even if they tell you, oh, I I knew I wasn't going to buy. I already talked to my partner. I knew I wasn't going to sign on. I just wanted to hear your thoughts. What you want to do is like get curious about why did you decide in advance, right? Like what's made you decide that you can't access coaching or that you can't give yourself permission to make a way to pay for coaching like these are the things you want to explore and get curious about because again why are they asking for help why do they want advice something in them is in stuckness or not knowing what to do next right and so that you have to think about what their thoughts are you have to think about what's going on in their mind why did they book a consult decide not to buy and still come on to get as much value as they could get there's something there's that's missing there something that's not adding up right they know something's missing but they're not willing to pay for it they're not willing to get uncomfortable for it right what results do you create when you're in that mindset right so it's about exploring those things so um, I only offer it if they genuinely need that time or they need to talk to their CFO or they actually need to move funds. That's fine. You can offer a follow-up. Um, 
or you can give them a container in which to make their payment. That's another thing. You can get them to a decision and if the decision is a yes, you can offer them the option to pay within the 24 hours and that's fine too. I'm not here to tell you what to do in your business or how to do it. I'm giving you some options, right? But you you never want to provide these options because you're too afraid to sell upfront or you're too afraid to hear no um, or you're procrastinating, oh, not procrastinating, you're delaying discomfort for yourself. When selling, you are in full service to your client. So um, another, uh, another thing is, when you're doing a follow-up call, you want to allow time for their decision and to coach them. So when you can offer a follow-up call is if there isn't enough time and they can't commit to a few extra minutes. I always like to, if I'm noticing that I'm going over time and we're up to this bit, I personally always ask if it's okay if we go over for another 10 minutes like I just take the time to ask them to make sure they feel comfortable and if they're not like if they can't commit to another 10 minutes then that's fine too I offer them the follow-up call and I give them the expectation I outline in the follow-up we'll make we'll go over these these details again we'll go over the the pricing the payment your decision and then if it's a go we'll process the payment on the call like I just give them the reason I mean the container so they know what to expect and that they feel in control you got to make yourself available for them as well if they are over going over time you want to allow the time in your schedule I always like leave my consultation calls like at least an hour before and after because I want to do adequate prep and I want to do adequate um, off-call like post-call reflections. I prescribe this to all of my students to watch back their consult calls and to reflect on their consult calls. We have a whole lesson on it Um, and you never just want to like do consults and that's it right because there's always something to learn from the behavior of your clients from your behavior on the consult even whether or not they signed or didn't sign that's not the point. It's like the value of actually learning from your consults is insane. It's like where all of your learning, majority of your learning happens in sales, right? So you always wanna allocate extra time to do that, but also to allow for if you do go over. So in that case, um, if they can't, then offer a follow-up, right? Time management is so crucial before like commitment and especially when you're asking someone to make a decision that maybe they've never made something so big, a decision so big. So it's crucial because the their buying decision determines their coaching results too. How they're gonna how they buy from you, how they commit to coaching, whether it's in the energy of scarcity or the energy of empowerment and self-belief, that's how they're gonna commit to coaching and doing the work. When things are hard, they're either gonna feel scarce and unempowered or they're gonna feel self-belief and remember why they're here, right? So make sure that you're mindful of time management so that that doesn't happen. Okay, so let's get into when not to offer a follow-up. I've got a few things here, and these are some of the most common things that I see and I have experienced for myself. The first one is you don't wanna be offering a follow-up when you think giving them more time will change their mind. I mentioned this briefly earlier. This is one of the common reasons why coaches offer follow-up calls and you and you do it because you think that 
if you give them more time, they will change their mind. But what's happening is, here is, is you're projecting your own beliefs. You're projecting that more time equals better decision making when that is not true at all, right? More time allows you to indulge in confusion, in drama, in overwhelm, and overthinking. More time often actually is what undoes your decision. And a lot of you guys think, I just don't want to be impulsive or I don't want them to feel like it's impulsive. But how many of your best decisions came when you were feeling a certain way? You're feeling peace, you're feeling uh, empowerment, you're feeling courage, right? You guys think that those are flukes or um, impulse decision making, but those are the most aligned decisions you could ever make. It's like finding the love of your life or um, saying yes to the wedding ring. I mean, the wedding ring, the engagement ring. Those decisions are the ones that come from your core. They're, maybe they were unexpected. Maybe you didn't plan to say yes or you didn't plan to have this happen. But when you feel into your like highest self and you're in the energy of believing you make your clearest decisions. They may not align with logic or what's logical to everyone around you, but often that's your truest belief. And what happens is when you give someone more time or you think that more time will change someone's mind, what you're doing is projecting that decisions like do take time in order for them to be the best. But your best decisions can come quickly and slowly, like both alike. There's no either or, but I do stand firm on that. Like some of your best decisions in life will come when you just lean into your emotion. Um, maybe not emotion, you lean into your intuition. Emotion's different. So instead of giving them, thinking that giving them more time will change your mind, what you have to do is a better job at uncovering their true thoughts versus offering them more time right because you want you're basically like cheating them and cheating yourself I want you to think of it like that when you're thinking that you could just kind of like oh give them some time and they'll come around what you're not doing is doing the work and actually coaching them through finding the thoughts that are not getting them to decide right now right that's more work but and it's more uncomfortable but that's what's going to serve them best. So an example that I've had like ex- experienced myself is a client once told me at the end of our consultation, like she was all in and she heard the price um, budget was a little bit like way off actually. And then at the end of the consult, I asked her, well, well, look, how do you feel about your decision? Because what matters to me is that you make a decision that makes you feel empowered. And she said, I have to say no, but I'm a bit upset about that. Now, this was after me trying to coach through her thoughts and to understand like her financial situation. And I was fairly new as a coach as well. I didn't believe in like my coaching ability. And I also was feeling a lot of emotions on that consult because I was feeling graspy. Like I was in the energy of I need to get this client or else. So when she wasn't indicating that she was going to commit and then she said no it was really hard for me to stay present for her 
And so when she said this, I have to say no, but I'm a bit upset that I have to. We left the call at that. Like I asked her, why do you think you're upset? And she's like, I think I wanted to, but I just feel like I can't. Right now, like if if I were on the call with this person, I would have coached her through that. Like, why do you feel like you can't? What's making you feel like that? And and this isn't me trying to get her money. This is me getting curious about why she feels like she can't make decisions in her life that she wants to make. I don't care about the money, right? Like I couldn't stay in that energy because what was happening was because I was in scarcity and panic and fear and all my brain wanted to do was shut down and feel embarrassed and wallow in self-pity. And so we got off that call and it ended so quickly. You guys know what that feels like. It just like, how did that end so quickly? (laughs) But then what I found myself doing was I was messaging her like she, you know, she was open to that conversation too after the call, but I messaged her some things to think about. I offered her coaching after the consult, the more that I thought about the fact that she was upset about her decision. And why I couldn't get her past, get her to be happy or not get her to be happy, but coach her to a place where she was content and, and empowered by her decision, even if it was a no. Like I, I offered her the coaching after, not on the call, because I realized when the drama had passed in my mind and my own emotions were out of the way, what I really should have done was coach her. And But the thing is, we also didn't book a follow-up call because I allowed her to just book whenever she felt ready. I told her, look, just book whenever you're ready. Because my thoughts were, I just need to get off this call quickly. I'm so embarrassed. Or she doesn't see my value. I can't convince her. There's no way I can convince her, of course. But instead, what I should have done was coach her through and stay on the call. Ask her why she felt upset, where that was coming from. And maybe even given her some things to think about between now and a follow-up call that we book for the next day right again not coming from the place of getting her to sign but just to be curious about why saying no is making her upset why saying no to the opportunity of getting results and getting support is making her upset and how that may not be coming from money right why else would she be upset I should have stayed curious but my poor time management on the call also led to the call running way over time and then the drama in my thoughts my uncoached mind my unclean thoughts where I got in the way wanted me to just get off the call and be clouded and yeah I was making it all about me all right so when not to offer a follow-up is when you think giving them more time will change their mind now when you here's another one when you are convinced they haven't made the right decision This is something that a lot of coaches do in their selling is you think the only decision, the only right decision is to say yes. I talk about this in the purpose of a consult, but when you are convinced that they haven't made the right decision and you offer a follow-up, what you're doing is getting in the energy of telling them and you're telling them basically that they're wrong for not signing with you And they need to go think about their decision and then to come back and tell you the right answer. And that is energy. Like they can feel that. Nobody likes to be told wrong or told that they're wrong or implied that they're wrong, right? They're wrong. And so you're in your mind, they're wrong. So what you're doing is fighting their no. But fighting their no is never the best energy. You never fight the objection. What I teach my students in this, in my selling 
component of Coaches Accelerated is not to fight your objections, instead to get curious about where they're coming from. This is the difference between coaching someone through and staying neutral about their thoughts, not making their thoughts about your offer mean anything about you, and just serving them. It's the difference between convincing them and just coaching and connecting with what they're saying. Convincing them or arguing or telling them they're wrong doesn't compel them to want to buy. It repels them, right? It's like someone tells me that me choosing this bag over like the other bag that they're telling me is better for me is wrong. Like, no, you don't know me. Even if you thought you knew me, I would be like offended that you would make me wrong for my decisions or make me feel wrong right that energy is it's transferable and so you never want to be convincing someone that they've made the right decision and disguising that by offering a follow-up call how about you think about that and then we come back right just notice when you're in that energy okay the second last one when not to offer a follow-up is when you sorry when people tell you that they need to think about it And you believe that them thinking about it will make them buy. So the thing is, it's it's very similar to the first one. But when people tell you they need to think about it, your job is not to agree just because it lines up with you wanting to feel comfortable. Like when your brain or when your when you are unable to sit in the discomfort of hearing a no, like not willing to hear a no, what you're going to do, your brain is going to do, sorry, is look for and listen for reasons to be like, oh yeah, yeah, let's do that instead. (laughs) So when people tell you, oh, I need to think about it. Oh, let me talk to my partner. Your brain is like, oh yeah, that's the easier route to go. We don't have to deal deal with the discomfort of like asking them uncomfortable questions. And so it finds these reasons to believe that like, yeah, that's the best option. And like they might tell you they need to think about it. They might tell you they need to talk to their partner. They might tell you like, I don't know, whatever it is. But your job is to not like just jump into that pool with them blindly. Remember that you are the authority here and that they're on the consult with you. They're on your consultation and you set the container you lay out the pathway that they're gonna go like this is why we lay out what for our client when they get on the call like this is what the call's gonna cover we're gonna do this and then this and then this and at the end this is what we're gonna do right like you always initiate you always paint the path so that nothing is vague and so when this happens and all they're wanting to do is get off the call or jump into their pool of pool of drama or excuses or stories You need to be willing to take the lead as the coach and remember that you are the expert here. You, as a coach, you get people, like your life's work is to get people to think about their own thoughts, to present to them what's happening in their own brain and to show them whether, to show them what's happening and then to allow them to see whether it's serving them or not. That's your job as a coach, right? So if someone's wanting to hop off the call immediately, you just... Remember, like, stay put and take the lead. Be a coach. Don't let them succumb to their stories because those stories have led them to have the results they have now that they're unhappy with. 
ask them like why did you book this call now versus later right there's a reason for that and their brains are telling them that there it's too much it's too hard and in service to them just asking these questions alone as uncomfortable as they may be for you they're going to serve your client because a lot of the time people don't get asked these things people's commitment to themselves don't get tested they go around life saying they'll do this they want to do that like going half in and then flaking out because they never get challenged and people never actually tell them what they need to hear people are uncomfortable of what people will think of them so their thoughts might be that if I don't decide now and I have more time or I talk to my partner or I wait a little bit longer until I get some results myself and then I get a coach, like their thoughts are that will be what serves them. But that could be coming from fear. May not, but just get curious and find out. What do they think not deciding in this moment will do for them versus what will it actually do? If they don't decide yes or no right now, how will that work against them? What will happen then? What will happen if they continue going through life not deciding and just continuing to wait? What will the results be? And how are those results already present in their life? How can they break that pattern? Get curious, yeah? Okay, last one. When you don't offer, sorry, when not to offer follow-up, I'm getting my words mixed up, is when you just don't want to hear them say no. This is the biggest one and I think for a lot of you, a lot of your behavior in response to objections comes from this place. It's like being unwilling to hear someone say no and unwilling to feel the emotions that come with hearing that no. But you want to make sure that you're not avoiding that no by just follow by offering follow-up calls. Right? It's either a yes or a follow-up call. No. You should be willing to hear no. People will take you up on a follow-up call and they will already know that they are a no. Like, have a think about that. Right? And what gets them in that place of knowing that they're a no but still saying yes to your follow-up is that they feel that they can't say no to you because they're responsible for how you feel. If that's the the way your clients feel or your prospects feel on the consult, of course they're not going to tell you no. They're going to lead you on. They're going to lie to you or give you excuses because they don't feel like you're comfortable with hearing them say no. They delay making a decision or saying whatever their decision is because they don't they feel obligated to you. <laughs> right? I've done this so many times before and don't worry, it's totally normal in the beginning. I kept offering a follow-up call to this one girl who did a consult with me and mind you, each of these calls went for an hour to an hour and a half each and I did at least three follow-up calls with her and she still didn't sign on. And looking back, here are some things I learned. I learned that I was not willing to just ask her the hard questions about why she wasn't making a decision for her for my own fear that she might think something of me. She might think I'm pushy, she might think I'm aggressive. 
right? But in service of her, right? Like these calls were spaced out over like an entire month, like almost weekly. We had a call to coach her on like getting clear and deciding. And she just kept saying, oh, let me think about it. Let me think about it. (laughs) And it's like in that entire month, she could have decided and moved on to the thing that would have served her or moved on to work with me. But not deciding was just a whole month of not deciding, right? I helped her indulge in that drama because I was unwilling to ask her the hard question because I was afraid of what she would think of me. I was also very clearly not willing to hear a no because I wasn't, I wasn't behaving like I was okay with hearing a no. Like it just was all these words and I was thinking about how to say it. I was literally in between the calls, like thinking about what to ask her and how to say it and just obsessing over it. And I realized that I was in, looking back, I was in so much scarcity because I wasn't making much money that month and she was my first consult in a long time, right? And I was bringing my own drama and getting energy into the call. And not only that, that led me to being wishy-washy about my offer and the price because when she was considering or offering different like oh how about we do this instead what we were doing was negotiating and what I was willing to do was negotiate so that she would say yes again my agenda was to get her to say yes and so I was changing my offer and presenting how about this payment plan how about this oh never mind about that for you I'll offer a discount of a hundred or an extra free month of coaching and I just I don't do that normally right and so I was like bending and negotiating and what I wasn't doing was actually coaching through like why she she didn't believe that she could get results in x amount of time and why she didn't see the value of investing in herself right and to coach through it from a neutral place if she truly didn't if she got to a place where she saw the value in coaching but just it wasn't with me then at least I served her can you see that Okay, so anytime you're finding yourself negotiating your offer and price point in Coaches Accelerated, I get my students to for the first like week inside my program, I literally get them to clean up their offer and I get them to decide what their price is, decide what their like program, their process, their container is. All of the decisions come first and then we go and sell it and you're not allowed to change it. Not until you've made money with it, right? You've made lots of money selling it over and over again. Because so much of, so many of you, so many of new coach, what? So many new coaches. I can't talk today, guys. I'm so sorry. So many of you guys literally do not, um, you do not make progress in your business or you can't sell. There's no consistency. There's no clarity in your message because you keep changing things about your business and you keep changing your price, your container, your offer. Right, so that's why we structure that first and then we go and learn how to sell it over and over again, right? So what I needed to do in that call was to think about her thoughts and to see that the root of the objection, the reason why she was taking me up on the follow-up and not just saying no was that was not because she didn't see the value in me, right? Or she, I don't know, like she actually needed the time to think Because if she did, she would have done it in that first time, that first follow-up. We wouldn't have had to. The root of the objection was that she didn't see or believe coaching with me was her specific solution to get results now. 
she wasn't hungry for it. She didn't see me to be the person to get her there. And I wasn't willing to be okay with it. So while offering the follow-up could have served her to think about it more, ultimately what I didn't help her with, despite how much time went past, and again, decision decisions don't become easier with time, what I was doing was just allowing her to indulge and I wasn't in service to her and getting her a transformation, getting her to a clean place where, with an empowered decision. I wasn't willing to get uncomfortable in service of her and results in her life, whether or not she was paying me, right? So there's so much inside this. I hope that last one made sense. I was a little bit everywhere with that one, but I think it's clear. Follow-up calls are not necessary to sell, but when you do do them, you want to do them from the right place because when you don't, you are not in service of your client and you're feeding your own scarcity. You're avoiding the work that your business needs you to do, that your clients need you to do, which is do the uncomfortable work, challenge people, coach them, serve them, be willing to say no. And be willing to learn from the consult, no matter what the outcome is. Alright guys, that's it for this week. I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey Trailblazer, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about my business marketing and sales program, check out www.coaches-accelerated.com. Learn my simple three-part process to go from no clue to confidently selling coaching and closing your consults. You want to get in the room if you've tried everything you can to get clients booked and you still aren't booking consults or closing sales. Coaches Accelerated is a program that will take you through step-by-step how to market in a way that compels people to buy how to sell with confidence on your consults and give you the tools to overcome all the drama in your brain around money and charging for your service as a coach. That's www.coaches-accelerated.com. That's it for this week. I'll catch you in the next episode.